0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.
1: While the government supports were invaluable to many Irish businesses throughout the pandemic, helping them to survive in the most turbulent of times. But with these supports beginning to taper off, are we likely to see increased insolvencies and restructuring arrangements for businesses in Ireland for the remainder of the year? Well, Ken Carroll from PwC joins us now to tell us more. Ken, PwC recently completed research about insolvency and restructuring trends in Ireland, which indicated that Irish insolvencies remain at record low levels, but that a restructuring wave will hit Ireland later this year and into 2023. Firstly, Ken, why are we witnessing such low volumes of insolvencies at present?
0: Carl, it's something we looked at early in the year. We did some research looking back over the pandemic. We identified, looking at historic trends, that the government supports have probably saved over 4,500 companies from insolvency. So they typically would have gone struggled if it hadn't been for the level of government support. So I think that's one of the main things.
1: And let's look from here to the end of 2022. How do you expect the number of insolvencies to change or increase during that period?
0: So probably a delicate balance at the moment between businesses now are the the, the economy is reopening there is good demand out there people are spending money again hospitality is beginning to recover so there is that growth out there and the Irish economy is growing stronger than any economy in Europe so on one side you have that but on the other side then there is some obviously serious headwinds that everybody's aware of Uh, higher inflation higher energy costs issue with supply chains And also the wage subsidy scheme is coming to an end in April. So the rest of the year is going to be the balance between the the growth and those headwinds. But given we're at such a historic low, we did see an increase in Q1 this year versus Q1 last year. Uh, Insolvencies were up 20% for this quarter versus the quarter in 2021. So we would anticipate an increase in insolvencies, but it's always very difficult. difficult to predict exactly when that will be and and how many that will, will, will entail.
1: And of course, the Russian war on Ukraine is also creating a massive uncertainty for us here in Ireland because we just don't know how long that's going to go on.
0: Absolutely. And the kind of main thing that we're coming across from that is, again, it's the energy costs are the big thing for kind of local Irish businesses. That's kind of really where the impact has been felt over the past couple of weeks. And when I talk to clients, that's the one thing they're really looking at and how that's going to impact their business plans.
1: Based on the research that you've done, Ken, is there a need for the government to reflect on the future of the wage subsidy scheme that, of course, is coming to an end shortly and maybe look at continuation of it in some guise going forward?
0: I think the way to look at it, is it has been incredibly successful as an income support for businesses. And it did exactly what the government wanted to to do, which was protect companies during the pandemic. So in terms of going forward, the pandemic by and large, uh, we're at the end of that now and the economy is reopening. So it probably is the right time to to, to end on its current guise. But going forward, uh, I think the government is going to be looking at various sectors and seeing what the impact is like and offering supports um, may be dependent on that sector and the issues there, but the government is going to have a limited budget to play with, and um, I think it's going to be more targeted rather than a broad scheme like the wage subsidy scheme.
1: And what business sectors specifically have we seen business failures hitting over the past 12 months?
0: So we actually did a research, and for the first time ever, we've looked at the various sectors on a per 10,000 basis, which allows us to kind of really drill into which sectors were um, impacted the most. And over the past couple of years, um, and especially in 2021, what stood out to us was the arts, entertainment and recreation was by far and away the most impacted sector over the past couple of years. And when we looked at the numbers, it actually surprised us that the retail and hospitality sectors had performed better than we would have expected. So less business failures per 10,000. Somewhere in the region of 16 or 17 for every 10,000 went insolvent over the past 10 months 12 months. But um, over that period, the arts entertainment had 85 businesses per 10,000 companies going bust. So that has been the most impacted sector over the past couple of years.
1: And of course, we've been hearing lots from the CIF in recent weeks about construction firms at a stage where some of them are dropping tools and leaving sites because some of these projects, both public and private, are just not feasible. So what is your research telling you about business failures within the real estate sector?
0: Yeah, we actually saw a pickup in Q1 in the real estate sector uh, in terms of the number of insolvencies. It jumped up the list, which we hadn't seen in 2021. But in, in Q1, we have seen it jump up the list uh, in real estate. It was actually had the highest number of insolvencies per 10,000 of any sector in Q1. And again, what we're seeing there, as you say, is that there is a massive cost inflation across the board. And it's the ability of contractors and builders to pass that on then. So they are going to, face a squeeze over the coming months and it's going to be a sector uh, real estate and construction that will need to be monitored closely over the next couple of months but there's undoubtedly a squeeze there um, on margins.
1: And Ken from a geographical perspective is there any counties that are standing out more than others when it comes to high failure rates of businesses?
0: I suppose the big one is that Dublin has the highest number of insolvencies per 10,000 companies it's difficult to attribute any kind of one particular issue to that other than to say there's obviously a lot of uh, service type businesses in Dublin and they probably have been the most impacted over the past couple of years with the pandemic. So Dublin heads the list in terms of insolvencies with 24 per 10,000. Um, interestingly, Cork is probably only half that comparable rate for Dublin. And then over the past couple of months and in Q1, we noticed a little bit of a pickup in kind of the uh, North and West, uh, Sligo, Monaghan, um, showed, uh, and, and Loud showed an increase in the quarter one.
1: And we have seen, of course, the government here providing lots of supports. Similarly, in the UK, they provided lots of supports too during the pandemic. But how do we compare to the UK currently in relation to liquidations?
0: So, I suppose, to, just to look at the UK, the government supports were very generous in the UK uh, as well. But the difference is they ended a lot of their supports last autumn. And what followed then in Q4 last year was they actually had their highest number of liquidations in a quarter since they started recording record their liquidations in the 1960s. So they, they did see a bit of a surge in Q4 last year. Uh, their Q1 numbers aren't out yet, but we anticipate um, it'll be high again. So there was a pickup. Now, the big thing to note with the UK is they're not growing as well as us, and there is a lot of Brexit-related issues over there. So companies aren't emerging into kind of as strong an economy as they are here. But at the moment, the UK liquidation rate is running at three times the liquidation rate in Ireland.
1: And what can we learn from the UK now so we can prevent some of these liquidations from coming down the track at us once the government supports end?
0: Ireland kind of continuing to support, particularly the wait 17 until April, was, was a smart move. And it's given companies a bit more of a cushion to get through the last wave of COVID. So... Firstly, the government has done the right thing by extending them out longer. Um and I think it's gonna be a more targeted uh a, a approach as they emerge and we see what what sectors are impacted. But I think the big focus now is is, is moving from the profit and loss account to businesses are really gonna be looking at the balance sheet and kind of see what the debts that have been built up over the last couple of years and the revenue warehousing is, is gonna be an issue um over the next twelve to eighteen months. There's um uh, over $3 billion of revenue debt warehouse there. So how companies reach uh, um, agreements with the revenue and repayment schedules and that uh, will be important. So I think some focus on that and a bit of flexibility in those repayment schedules will be something that's going to be looked at.
1: And from speaking to your own clients, Ken, have the banks been flexible in terms of restructuring debt for companies?
0: Yeah, I think the banks have been very flexible across the board, along with all creditors. um Landlords have worked with tenants as well and trade creditors I know have been very patient, um, particularly in, say, in the hospitality sector. I've seen a few where people have kind of just waited until businesses have started to trade again. But um, banks, in my experience, have been very accommodating um, through the last couple of years in terms of agree- agreeing with structures. Yeah, I'm understanding that if there's a good business there, the best thing to do is just wait, let the business kind of start up again and then kind of restructure the loan and get going again. So I think the banks have um, been very accommodating with most businesses uh, over the past couple of years.
1: And in terms of some of the options that are available to our listeners this morning that do find themselves in a financially unstable situation, I want to speak to you first about SCARP, the small company rescue process that was introduced in recent months by the government. It's known as a less bureaucratic form of examinership. What can you tell us about that? Is it something you welcome? And is it something that businesses should be considering right now?
0: Yeah, so... It's the government's kind of um, rescue tool for SMEs. Uh, It was enacted just um, at the end of 2021. Um, There's been a limited uptake so far, but uh, a lot of people will be familiar with examinership and what it does, um, but generally it's targeted on more kind of medium, larger companies. So SCARP, as it's called, is aimed at kind of smaller um, SMEs and kind of streamlining the process. Um, to allow companies get through it a bit quicker and not as costly. Um, now, big picture what does SCARP do? It effectively allows uh, the company come to an agreement with its various classes of creditors. So it'll it'll uh, agree to pay them X cent in the dividend um, to restructure that debt and trade on into the future. So it, it is a welcome addition to the restructuring toolbox um, in Ireland. And for businesses that feel they just can't they look at the balance sheet and they can't figure out how they're going to repay all the debts or they're coming under pressure from uh, various creditors. They're going to look like processes such as SCARP and examinership.
1: And are you expecting many receiverships later this year? And what could businesses do now to prevent that from happening?
0: Receiverships will be banks or lenders enforcing under security. Um, and the best thing anybody can do um, to prevent that is to engage with their lender. And um, so the last thing to do is kind of put your head in the sand and try to ignore the issues. So the best things are engage with your lender, good information, good financial information, good communication, explain the situation and present a kind of a business plan to get through that. So uh, communication with your lender, good financial information. That, in my experience, is always the best way to kind of engage with lender and do your best if, if you want to prevent anything um, being taken out of your
1: hands. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ken Tyrrell from PWC, and I'd like to thank Ken for joining us on this morning's programme and for marking our cards for the months ahead.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.